Good morning, everybody. I'm super pumped that you showed up to chapel today because um, you're in for a treat. So our speaker today is Brandon Gilbert. He's the director of college ministry at Redeemer Church here in Lubbock. Um, he's a father, a basketball coach, and an LCU alumni. He is, without a doubt, one of the most influential people in my life. Uh, I've never seen someone with as much passion for college kids and for showing them the kingdom of God as Brandon. The way he leads, loves, and disciples people is exactly how I want to be because it's the way of Jesus. Um, So if you're going to pay attention and listen to one chapel talk all year um, and stay off your phones, this is definitely the one to do it to. So give it up for Brandon Gilbert. Man, I paid him a lot to say that. So that was super kind. How are you guys doing today? Paying attention. I like that, man. Um, yeah, Luke said I was an alumni here. I graduated in like '04, so um, uh, used to, I remember there's a lot of memories that are coming back to being at LCU. Um, Chapel's one of them. I used to sit back in that corner over there. Uh, may or may not have dozed in and out of sleep, but um, uh, I love this place. It was very influential for me. Um, I came here uh, from pretty bad experience in another college. And this place showed me some grace and some love and challenged me. And and I got to move on from here and be a coach for years. And then the Lord moved me into ministry, uh, where I am now. And so really excited today, uh, to come with you and share this message. So the theme, I guess all year has been hope. Is that correct? Some of you are like, I, I don't know, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, and so coming from this place of hope, and, and what, is that, what does that look like for us um, this year in a, in a world where it's, it's really easy to lose hope, right? Like, like we can just get online and be really, really discouraged. And we can see things going terribly, whether it's, it's in our nation or in the world around us, and we can, we can lose hope. And, and my desire today is simply to remind you uh, where hope really lasts and where we should come from, um, where we need to press in. And, and if it weren't for the grace of God, like, like here's my story. Um, I, I was a church-going kid. Anybody out there church-going kids? Right? Um, some of you guys have heard this story, just bear with me, just nod and be like, he just yells a lot. It's okay. Um, I told coach Gomez, I'd only go like 40 or 45 minutes. So, um, uh, it's a nervous laughter, right? Like, like, I don't know if this guy's telling the truth. My LC lady shaps, I got you guys. Um, I know you have practice after this. Um, but where does hope come from? Um, I think if it was, if, it, if we were honest with ourselves, like, like if we didn't find these places, we would probably be turning to our own despair. Like, I was a church-going kid, um, and I grew up in the church and had no love for Jesus, right? Um, I came to chapel at LCU and had no love for Jesus. Um, and so what naturally is, is when, when there's no love that's lasting and there's nothing to really point towards, we're going tr- to try to medicate and find our hope in other things. Uh, we're going to reach, and we're going to grasp, and, and we're going to find these things, and ultimately they don't last. Um, and it's in those moments that if God be gracious to us, he would remind us of the gospel, right? He would remind us in our classes, he would remind us at church, he would remind us of this beauty of the gospel. Like, like this hope in Jesus is going to inform everything. Like it informs every way that we live. It informs all other hopes, uh, if there's no lasting hope here, then we're simply grasping after things, as we'll look in the, here in a minute in the scripture, we're, we're grasping after things that ultimately are not going to last. And we're going to put our hope in things that are going to disappoint. Here's the reality. Some of you guys are finding yourselves there, right? 
Like for whatever reason, you were brought to this campus at this time in your life. And you think it may have been because, man, I got a scholarship or somebody offered me a chance to play basketball or volleyball or, or I'm just here because this was where my parents went or my grandparents went. And you just think these are natural, this kind of progressions. But the reality is God has brought you here for a time to go, hey, what is your hope? And so I was asked to answer this question, what, where am I finding my hope today? And, and what I'm finding my hope in is that I'm odd. Like, I am a weird dude, man. Um, I, I'm just weird. My, my staff is over there. They're laughing. They know that. Like, I just get up and walk around. Like, I'm just, I'm weird. But, but there's, a, there's a level to being odd in this world that's really okay, right? The Bible tells us that we're aliens and sojourners. Like, this place isn't our home, and it's okay to be odd, right? There's a little bit of level to that. Like, I'm finding my hope more and more in this is not my home. That this is not where I was designed to be comfortable with, right? Have you ever been in that place and some of you guys may be homesick right now and you're missing the comfort uh, of that mattress that you had had since you were like seven years old, right? In that little twin bed. But man, you, when you got in it, you were comfortable and now you're in a dorm room with a mattress like that thin. You're like, this is not my home, right? Like you feel that, don't you? Like, like there's a level of uncomfortability. And, and listen, that more and more spiritually, when we feel that uncomfortability, we feel that oddness in us, like the reality is we're feeling that we weren't designed to find our hope in the temporary. Like we weren't designed to find our hope here, but rather in something else. And, and listen, this is a hard thing to grasp because our world does a great job of inundating us with a bunch of stuff, doesn't it? Like just, hey, look over here or look over here or look in this place. Or, man, you, could, you score this many points or, or you have this many kills. You, you do this academically, like then you're going to get accolades. And, and you get those accolades and you're like, oh, that, that lasted for a moment, but then it was gone. And so you try to put your hope in something else and you just continue to go down this road. Well, I want you to turn, if you've got your Bible or if you've got your phone, I don't know if you're allowed to use those in here. Is that, no? Are we good? Okay, let's just do that. Just get, hey, if you got your phone, go to 1 Peter. Um, 1 Peter is the New Testament. Take that out. Go to 1 Peter. Because I think Peter um, is an apostle of Jesus, right? So he walked with Jesus. He's going to feel this. He's going he's to understand where this is. So let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1 here. Um, and as you're kind of getting there, uh, setting the stage that, that Peter is, is talking to these what? Elect exiles, right? These, these men and women who's not home yet. And here's what he says in verse 3 of chapter 1. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, to inheritance as imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. Now, this is the hope that we have in Christ. It's not in the fact that we clean ourselves up, but rather in his saving power. And what he is doing then in and through my life. Peter begins this body, this, this letter by praising God because God has given believers a new life and guaranteed that he will hold that life until one day all, the, all this crud that we go through, all the heartache, all the pain, all the places that we want to lose hope until one day that is all gone. And he restores all these things. Like this idea of salvation from the beginning 
is, is due to God's mercy, his grace, and his sovereignty. Like, look what he uses here. He caused us to be born again. Like, he moves towards us. He causes us to be born again. What? To a dead hope? No, but to a living hope. Because of what Jesus did, his work, his resurrection... Like, without that, we have no hope. Like, without that, I am still dead in my sins. I'm like any other religion in the world. I'm just with a dead prophet, right? But because he didn't stay dead, but because he rose again, and we have a living God, I am newly born. I'm a new creation. My hope is in him that that this world is not it, that this is not it, that that was made possible because of God and through his life, through his death, through his resurrection. Like, this is the gospel. Like, this is the beauty of the gospels that we are united with Christ, not by our works, not by what we did or don't do, watch or don't watch, cuss or don't cuss, but rather because of what he has done, united with him. We have an unshakable hope for our future. Like, that's got to be hopeful. So for the, for the believer, man, that, that should, like, this isn't just part of your life, Right? This isn't like I come here and I compartmentalize my life into all these different places, right? I've got church over here and I've got school over here. I've got friendships over here. I've got relationships over here. I've got all these different compartments. And we can kind of try to put ourselves into those things. And we can be one person in front of our teammates. And we can be one person in Bible class. And we can be one person at home. And that gets really, really wearisome because we're putting our hope more in what we can do than in what God did. And because Christ died and he rose again, we have a hope. He starts it, he holds it, and he guards it until the end. Like how beautiful is that is because he he doesn't just save us to go, hey, do a bunch of good stuff, right? Like I grew up in, in in a very fundamentalist church without the fun, right? Anybody right to that, right? Um. So to come to Christ was like, I had this crazy dichotomy in my head. was like, to come to Christ was to be the, the kid who went to bed at 9.30, went to all the Bible studies, you know, only list of praise and worship music. Like, like this was, and it was really a boring life, right? And then the other side was like, I can be where the action is, man. I can stay until 4.30. Listen, nothing ever happens good after midnight, okay? Just, just that, that's just a word of wisdom from a 41-year-old. Like... I, but, but I was here with action. This is where this, this could all be great, man. And, and so, so for me to come to Christ meant that my life had to look this, this kind of pleated khakis and kind of boringness. And, and God saying, no, 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 I saved you to something that is living. Like I saved you to something that is worth it. I saved you to an inheritance. Not just some promised land, not just stuff here and now, but to an eternal hope, Right? A reward that is not marred by the sin of this world, that doesn't experience the pain and the heartache, but rather that is perfect in every sense of the word. Like, think about the the words that he uses here. Look at this. If you still have your phones there and you're, you're engaged, look at this. He uses these words about this inheritance. It's imperishable. It's undefiled. It's unfading. Think about the things that we try to so often put our hope in, right? Man, iPhone 442, man, that's going to be the one. Camera's a little bit better, right? Like, that's going to say, that's, everything's going to change, right? 
And so we gear up, we get that thing right. We're like, this one, uh, this is not going to have the greasiness on the screen, right? Like, I'm going to keep this one going. I'm not going to break this one. And about 17 minutes later, there it is on the ground, right? Or the things that we save up for and we have to have, like they become the thing of garage sales, right? I used to stand in line back when you couldn't order online, right? The Jordans would come out. I'd go to Foot Locker, man, with my buddy Bo Hughes, and we would stand in line, and we would wait, and we would wait, and we would get those Jordans. We thought, this this is it, man. This is going to make us the player we need to be. Man, those Jordans are at the bottom of a landfill degrading somewhere, right? Like, think of it. These are, these are perishable. They are defiled, right? But, but what Jesus, what, what Peter is reminding us is that the real inheritance isn't like that. Like, the real inheritance is the thing that makes sense of all the other things. It makes sense of that homesickness and that oddness that we feel here so often. Like, why am I so uncomfortable here? Why do I put my identity in things? Why do I want people to like me so much? Like those things that we often put our hope in, actually the real inheritance makes sense of that. What's amazing about this this statement is God is holding this for me. And he's giving me glimpses into it every day. Like I love West Texas. I've been here my whole life except for a year in Colorado Springs. You can come and ask me about that later. Why I'm not still there. Why did you move? Lubbock just drew me back, right? But I can go out and look at the sunset in Lubbock and go, man, that is, that is a glimpse into God's glory. Like he gives us these things and he reminds us that, hey, this isn't your home, but I'm going to show you these little glimpses and these shadows that remind you of who I am. Like here's the thing. The reality of our hope is that we get Jesus. Like the gospel is not that all of a sudden my life gets easy and I get everything that I want. In fact, I would say that's kind of opposite of what the Bible is. These guys come to faith and they all kind of die badly or go through really hard things. The Bible never backs away from the grim truth of the broken world that we're in. But here's the reality. We get Jesus. We get something we get to cling to that is far better than iPhones and personal praise. So wherever you are today, man, Wherever you are today on this Christian thing. To think in this room, everybody's like, yeah, I'm just going after Jesus, right? Somebody's like, no, I'm still going to try to find my hope in that stuff. Like, like it calls us to something. Those things that you're trying to make sense of. The places that you're trying to put your hope in and it keeps on failing you. Like, Jesus is calling you today. Hey, hey, come to me. I know you're weary. I know you're striving after something. I know it hasn't fulfilled. Let come to me. I'll make sense of that. This is the gospel. And for those of you here that say, hey, I'm pursuing Jesus. Man, be reminded today that this hope in Jesus wakes you up every single morning. It is to energize. It is to refresh. And it is to commission you to go forth with that confidence. And we don't serve a boring Jesus, man. God's calling us to engage in something. So you and I, we were made to behold and to be refreshed by the gospel. How are you doing this? What are you striving for? And what is the pursuit that you're going after? And if you were to be honest, when you're all alone and the lights are off and nobody's around, you're lying on your bed. 
Is what you're pursuing worth it? May God be gracious to us today. May the gospel be present here on this campus. May he start something here that goes to the ends of the earth for his glory, man. Our hope is in a gospel that doesn't fade. Let's pray. Father, so grateful for today. Grateful to be here with these students. God, grateful that we get to slow down for a second and just be reminded of your truth and your word. So God, help us as we leave here today, go back to classes, go to lunch. God, help us eat good lunch today and have good good relationship around lunch today. God, I pray that as these students continue throughout the semester, you would remind them of the beauty of the gospel day in and day out. May there be hope springs forth on this campus and goes forth to Lubbock and goes forth to the region and goes forth to the rest of the world. God, by your grace and by your mercy, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you.